Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to Talking with People, a QF production. I'm your host, Adam Pallant. Now, on today's episode, we continue our NFL team-by-team recap and previews with a deep dive into the Cleveland Browns. Now, it's no secret, I am not a fan of the Browns, and I feel bad for all Browns fans, and fans of anything Ohio sports-related, really. Of course, I'm a Phillies fan, so, you know, what do I know? Now, now, don't get me wrong, I think this team has some talent, but I feel we are living through one of the worst contracts in the history of American sports, and yes, I mean Deshaun Watson. I, I, I am envisioning a legendary disaster that may never be broken until some New York baseball team pays Otani about $1.5 billion for 50 years. It's that bad of a contract, and uh, we'll get into that. But I, I, I just can't believe that some team would, would, would pay this guy what they pay him. Good quarterback, bad off-field stuff. I don't know, but maybe my guest today can can help me see the light and um, and then we'll move on. So with that said, I am proud to have as my guest a man who has suffered so many bad teams and losing seasons as a fan of the Milwaukee Bucks, the Anaheim Angels, the Cleveland Browns. We met a little after high school, and I swear this man never ages nor forgets anything sports related. Here he is, my friend, Bill Terhune. Bill, how are you? I'm doing well, Adam. Thank you for having me again. I appreciate the chance to talk some Cleveland Browns with you. Excellent. Did you, uh, we will talk some Cleveland Browns, and, and you feel good about that? No, I think I lost you. But I always have a positive outlook on the season. So I'm realistically positive, but all right. I, I like so. that. I, I mean, I like your enthusiasm, and I like how you can. Put aside the the past and look ahead and hope for a better future. So let's let's sit back, pour yourself a quality ale if you want to, and let's get into it. Um, if you know that, uh, well, if you know that noise, that is a geek trivia alert. So I got a trivia question for you before we kick in. You ready? Okay. All right. Uh, I, I I can't fathom you don't know this one because you seem to know almost everything. Um, sports related. So what QB led the Browns to three AFC championship games during the eighties? Uh, that would be Bernie Kosar. It would be Bernie Kosar. Correct. I know it was easy, but now here's extra credit. Which team did he lose all three AFC championships to? Oh, you're going to make me relive so much heartbreak. The Denver Broncos. Oh, uh. I'm sorry. And two of those games have na- two of those games have names attached to them. The drive, the fumble. Yeah. <laughs> you know, painful I, memories, Adam. Painful memories. I, I know. I, I didn't want to torture you that way, but again, as a as a Steelers fan of uh, Mark, <laughs> uh, and you're a Brown fan, you know, it just there's natural uh clashing that's gonna go on and um um pick and roll if you if you can, but I think it's just going to be a fun episode because we, it, we're just going to take little pot shots at the Browns. It's just what we're going to do today. So let's let's take a look. Um, now, 2022 was not your best year as a fan, I assume. No. Okay. It was not. It was not. Uh, it was the third season under the head coach, general manager tandem, Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Berry. Um, and the Browns finished seven and 10, one game worse. Then their 2021 record of eight and nine. 
They started off three and seven with wins over the Steelers and the Bengals. I'll give you that. Browns uh, were looking good. Then they went four and three over their last seven, by the way, losing to the Steelers and Bengals. So in your opinion, Bill, let's start there. What went wrong? What went wrong was, I think, in the offseason, after they made the trade for Watson, there was the suspense of hanging over, you know, the suspension. You know, they knew it was coming. There was a question of how many games it was going to be. They came out with the one suspension. I think originally they said six games, if I remember correctly. And then, you know, the league stepped in and said, no, 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 and up to 211. So I'm not sure the league handled that the best way in terms of, like, when they let the Browns know. I think they let it linger, which affected the prep for the season in terms of, how much they were playing Watson in the preseason versus uh, Jacoby Brissett, who ended up starting the majority of the games for them last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, They had some brutal losses. The season could have been better. They could have had a better record. They should have never lost to the Jets last year. Mm -hmm. That was a debacle, (laughs) blowing a 14-point lead in the game. You know, the kicker missed an extra point that they scored would have been the second Jets touchdown would have tied the game assuming that the Jets opted to go for the tie and then it would have gone to overtime uh, they had a bad loss to the Falcons where they let the Falcons just run all over them you know the run defense was not great last year for the Browns mm-hmm. and they had another winnable game you know against the Chargers that they let slip away so and you know, they, the defense struggled last year. Miles um, Garrett getting into a car accident, rolling his car last year didn't help. Uh, you know, like I said, they had some defensive breakdowns. Uh, Davion Clowney was pouting much of the season, refused to go into a couple games because he didn't like the way he was being used opposite Garrett. So, <laughs> you know, and then even, you know, they went three and three when Watson came back. Um, but he struggled somewhat, had a couple of decent games, but overall was a very disappointing season. You know, I think also, also the their rookie kicker who started off strong made his first eight field goals, but then went 16 to 24 for the rest of the season. Like only made 66% of his field goals, which isn't going to cut it. So. Now it was uh you're right and and obviously um uh, <clears throat> getting into a car accident is never good for a player they usually frown upon that when talking about what to do in the off season but if um the Browns you know again I I I won't talk positive about them but I got to tell you they were I agree with you they were in many of these games they um they were two and six in one run game in one one score games, two and six, and two and four in games divided by a field goal or less. So they were just within, uh, you know, uh, within um, winning these games with with, with just a a good uh, ball move here or there. So I got to give you that one. Yes, and like there were a couple games um, where they had a chance, like even in the Jets game, even after the Jets took the lead, there was still time on the clock. The Browns were, had started a little bit of a drive, and then there was, you know, they threw an interception to seal the game. Uh, same thing against the Chargers. They, you know, they were down by two points. They were, 
you know, they had started a drive, were starting to move the ball, interception, ends the game basically. So, and that, and just to clarify, you know, like uh, Miles Garrett's car accident was during the season, not during the offseason. It was yes. after, you know, like he played the first couple games and then, you know, well, this car drive, I don't know, he's driving too fast. I think he's speeding on a road. I shouldn't have been, you know, going too fast on a road and hit a turn or did something and like flipped his car and was lucky he didn't do more damage to himself. But so, it, so, I think it affected him the rest of the season. So, yeah. So my, I, I stand corrected, but of course you will agree that probably rolling your car is not good either in the, in the off season or in season training. Oh, it's never good to roll your car. Yeah. It's never good to roll your car. No, no. There you go. So, the, so, so, so the, a lot, a lot, a really a lot went wrong. Uh, individual players, individuals, uh, both sides of the ball, just, just did not show up this year as well as they should have. Yes. All right. Yes, that is yeah, absolutely correct. So I'm going to ask a question before we get into the what went right. Now, you, you, I'm sure you are getting comfortable with Watson behind the ball. Do you think they should have kept Baker Mayfield? I like Baker. I think that he had a good season in 2020. Here they went to the playoffs, and the year they beat the Steelers in the playoffs in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but then early in the 20, 2021 season, there was Baker threw an interception that was, I think, more the re- fault of the receiver because the receiver stopped on the route. It was a uh, young receiver, Anthony Schwartz. And that was a play when Baker hurt his shoulder. And I think that clearly affected him, affected Baker's performance in 2021. And I think prompted the decision to go after uh, Watson mm-hmm. last offseason, you know, for last year. So, but I liked Baker. I would have, you know, would have liked to, I wish he, he had stayed healthy. I think maybe things would have gone differently, yeah. and then maybe Baker would still be around. Yeah, do you think did he, so. did he did he lock up the uh, the stadium after he left? Because I know that was an issue in the commercials. Did he officially lock up the stadium before he left? I'm not 100 sure. I mean, I didn't get confirmation on that, unfortunately. <laughs> All right, well, we'll look into that, folks. Uh, so don't worry. All right. So we uh, so, so that's what went wrong. Um, well, let's let's uh, sw- uh, flip the switch. And what went right? What did you? What were you happy about uh, from the uh, the Brown season last year? Um, well, I was happy with the way Jacoby. Even though they were losing games, Jacoby Brissett played well in the role he was thrust into. Like, probably had his best season as a pro, I think. Um, you know, controlled the games, kept them in the games, avoided for the most part avoided mistakes. Um, most of the mistakes he made were, you know, desperation, end of game. Hey, we had to throw the ball. We need to get down the field. And, you know, a few of his interceptions were when that was what he was trying to do. Right. Um, you know, Amari Cooper was a positive bright spot in the receiver room. Um, obviously, Nick Chubb. Um, you know, arguably, you can make the argument he's the best running back in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely in the top two, two or three of you know running backs. Like this, 
and straight pure running backs. You know, I don't think you can compare him to like uh, Christian McCaffrey, who's so right. much of a third of the receiver. That's just not the strength of Nick Chubb's game. Um, I think despite the car accident, Miles Garrett, you know, had 16 sacks. Um, I heard something. I was listening to um, another podcast, um, I think on the Ringer. They were going over uh, defenses that Miles Garrett is double teamed more than any other player in the league. And they still had 16 sacks getting double teamed as much as he does. So, so that's definitely a bright spot. If you get 16 sacks when you're double teamed so much. All right. So uh, FYI, that's strike one. We don't mention other podcasts on this, on this podcast. So just, just know that you're now. You got it. Now you got to, you got to keep that in mind, but I agree. Chubb to me, is uh, definitely the, the the face of the Browns as far as um, the the biggest star on that team right now. I I think I mean he he had fifteen hundred yards uh, last year. It was he was just really unstoppable. And I remember just so how he ran over the Steelers and uh, Amari Cooper with his eleven hundred yards and nine touchdowns. I, he's a stud. I, I I thought it was funny that um, your first positive was uh, for Brissett, who's not longer with the team. So that that shows a little bit. Uh, reflection on the team but I like the rookie kicker though too that's that's pretty good that you've got a guy back there hopefully can turn around uh there yes hopefully hopefully all right all right so uh, the unfortunate part was that was very short what you liked about the season so I think that also encapsulates how the season went last year yes yeah yeah it was, yeah, it was a frustrating season <laughs> <laughs> all right so the season ended and um, you, you, you licked your wounds, and the draft came up. And now we know going in the, the draft, they didn't have a lot of early draft picks because of uh, the Deshaun Watson uh, anchor that I'm calling it that will eventually bring down the Browns to the bottom of the uh, of the league. Uh, maybe again, I've been wrong before. Remember, I I, I think I said in the past uh, episodes, I thought uh, acquiring Joe Cowley. Uh, when the Phillies did, it was a great acquisition. Little did I know that he was just as bad as he always was. But, okay, with that said, first pick, Browns, was round three, pick 73 overall. Cedric Tillman, wide receiver, Tennessee. Uh, although it was marred by injuries his uh, senior year, what did you th- what do you think of it? I, I like that pick because if you go back to the season before, he was a stud. He was a top receiver on that Tennessee team. You know, he – you know, the, what's his name, uh, Hyatt, who ended up being the the breakout guy for Tennessee last year, mm-hmm. you know, I think took advantage of the fact that Tillman was hurt, was dealing with the ankle injury. You know, he had that, um, they call that tightrope surgery, where they go in and do something to strengthen the ankle. Um, but I think that the thing you got to look at with that pick, even though they didn't, that pick, they traded down with the Jets. Mm-hmm. They took their, you know, they gave the Jets their second round pick for a lot more, and they got this third round pick. So I think Andrew Berry has always done a good job in making trades of getting good value without giving up much when he makes the trade. Except for the Deshaun Watson deal. Well, except for Deshaun Watson, which is <laughs> a, a completely different circumstance. Okay, gotcha. Of course, of course. Versus, yeah. yeah. All right. So, so you're excited about him, a wide receiver? Yeah, I think he's. I think he's going to be in the rotation. The season. I mean, they have. You know, he's going to be the number. What, probably number four, receiver, 
you know, after Cooper, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Elijah Moore. Okay. So he's probably in that number four, number five receiver spot. So they, The Browns do have some wide receivers, and hopefully Watson uh, can get him the ball. Yes. Uh, ho- hopefully yes, he can see. Hopefully the offensive line can stay, uh, you know, uh, keep him up uh, upright long enough that if he's not giving the chub, then he can throw to these receivers. So that's that's a positive thing. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll give you that one. I like it. So so then we stayed around three, um, pick ninety eight, uh, Siaki Ika, who I'm hoping I pronounced correctly. Uh, I think it might be Ika, but okay. Ika is good. Yeah, tomato tomato, as they say. Defensive tackle yes. Baylor. I mean, this guy's six three. A three thirty five pound true nose tackle, and I love the when it when it's a true nose tackle. So, what do you think of that pick? Um, I like that pick as well. I think one of the weaknesses of that defense last year, in terms of the run, was they didn't have the they were small at defensive tackle last year. They did not have the big run stuffers in the middle that they need. So, I think picking him to be a piece on that defensive line, not necessarily the starter but somebody who's going to be able to get in there and fill some lanes mm-hmm. um because part of their issues with browns and the running you know being so bad in the running game was that they they couldn't the defensive tackles couldn't hold their blocks so the inside interior offensive linemen were getting to the second level and taking off the linebackers i think getting this guy um signing dalvin tomlinson mm-hmm. from the vikings yep um, is definitely going to help that and help free up those linebackers to make plays. So, so I like that as like you know a depth piece on the defensive line. All right, nice, nice. So a good acquisition. Um, and, Even yeah, it's a and depth acquisition, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so we go round four now. Um, Dewan Jones, which you love, your Ohio State guys. I know. Uh, I'll tell you before we go. Yes. I. You got to love a 6'8", 374-pound guy. You know, he's just a big man, uh, offensive tackle. What do you think of him? Um, again, this is another depth piece for the future um, because the Browns have a very strong offensive line, and they're bringing back all the starters from last year um, on that offensive line. Um, everything I've heard, he's doing really well in camp. He did really well against uh, – they did joint practices with the Eagles this past week. Um, leading up to the game on Thursday night, held his own against like Brandon Graham. I've heard Joe Thomas rave about him, and I think Joe Thomas knows a little bit something about offensive play, <laughs> being newly inducted as a Hall of Famer, right, right, um, a couple weeks ago. So, so I think that you know, hearing that from Joe Thomas just gives me a lot of hope for what you know the potential this kid is. I think. He slipped to the fourth round partially because there were some questions about his work ethic, how much effort he put in going into the combine mm-hmm. and such that, oh, does he really have the motivation? Um, it also does not hurt when he goes to a team with the best offensive line coach in uh, Bill Callahan, mm-hmm. former Raiders coach. But, you know, he's turned those Browns offensive line. They consistently one of the best offensive lines the last few years. Um, you know, the one thing I did hear Joe Thomas say about DeWan Jones is like, because he's so big, you know, they say there's three ways an offensive line can get beat. You can go, you can go around to the outside, around to the inside, or you can just 
full rush and bull ride over him. And Joe Thomas was like, look, you're so big, they only have two ways to beat you. <laughs> They're not going through you. That's true. That's so so that's a benefit, right? That's a benefit right there. And he's like, you know, if you just get back and get yourself square, you're gonna avoid this one. And you know, I think it's you get back and you get square, you're not getting beat to the inside. So now it's just making sure they don't get around the outside on you. So 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 it seems like the the, the first three picks are really depth picks or, or future uh, impact picks is what we did we, we they did so far. Yeah, I think I think pretty much all these draft picks, you know, like, there's a good chance they're all going to make the roster and they're all, none of them, I think, are going to, you know, I don't think there's a starter in the bunch based on who they had returning and who they uh, brought in via free agency. Well, that, that's that's interesting you say that because so, looking, at, looking at the next pick, Isaiah McGuire, just the, the edge they got out of Missouri, you know, this is this is a edge defender who had double-digit tackles for losses in both 21 and 2020 and 2022. I mean, this guy knows how to play. You don't think he can make an impact right away? I think he can, but I think the signing of Zadarius Smith is going to, he's going to, you know, Zadarius Smith, who they brought over from the, um, I think it was with the, was he, uh, the Vikings last year. I think he had been with the, you know, he had double digit sacks last year. Mm -hmm. Zadarius Smith. I think he had like 10 sacks last year. Yeah. So I think he's going to be the starter opposite uh, Garrett mm -hmm. at defensive ends. So I think McGuire filled in as like a backup, you know, like, hey, we need to give these guys a blow. That's when I, you know, McGuire is going to get in there. So that's that's a pretty good backup. If, if again, if, if statistics right. are the only thing we're looking at. Yes. All right. And then, um, okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll look at uh, the fifth the fifth pick, which I was watching the uh, the game – um, the other day and uh, DTR Dorian Thompson Robinson they, they were raving about him I know, I know that UCLA is a wonderful it's an amazing school and got a lot of history and they love football there but I, the the um, the expert and scout reviews listed more negatives and positive for this guy when he came to the NFL so I think it was fun a fun pick but I, I can't see this guy doing anything. Well, what do you think? Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson, QB at UCLA. Well, obviously you're hoping that he never sees the field. I mean, Not you're course. hoping that Watson's going to be your starter, that that he's just, you know, that he has the skills to be a backup. I mean, he's shown some flashes. He's played well in the preseason. Obviously that's going against, you know, second and third stringers. Mm-hmm. In the most part, you know, because even against the Eagles, the Eagles didn't really play a lot of starters. You know, maybe they had, you know, they had guys in the rotation playing against that game. And he's, you know, when he's made some good throws, mm -hmm. you know, he has, you know, he's a lot of experience. He stayed the extra year at UCLA, right? You know, that it was afforded to him. So he's, you know, he's not, he's like 24, I think, maybe 25 now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not a, Hey, the Browns drafted Brandon Whedon at like 28, 29 after you know a few years of minor league baseball, and then he went back to Oklahoma State. It's not that situation, but right. But I think, I mean, they're playing well. I don't think you know. I think he's going to be the third stringer. I think Josh Dobbs is going to be the backup, just mm -hmm. based on his experience and the <clears throat> system. Right. You know, he's with the Browns in the preseason last year, so. Right. I, I just so, I just think it's funny. That's all. It it seemed like they didn't need 
they they could have kept picking yeah. up depth. Uh, so I don't know what Barry was thinking, but again, I have been wrong before, and you got to take everything I say with a grain of salt because my knowledge when it comes to these kind of things is very limited. Um, and I, every Steeler pick to right. me was was great, and every everybody else's pick was bad, and it's it's haunting me every year. So all right, so you got DTR now. Cameron Mitchell comes in, a uh, cornerback in Northwestern. All I'm hearing about him is a talented cornerback with excellent size. What, what do you what do you think of that one? Um, again, I think that's going to be a depth pick because they're they have um, you know, they got Denzel Ward, they got Greg Newsom, they got uh, Emerson, uh, who was the rookie last year, has great size, you know, and did well. Um, you know, one of the highlights going back to last year a little bit in that disappointing season was against the Chargers. Um, you know, they Chargers thought they saw Emerson guard and Mike Williams and they thought, Oh, we got a first count here. We're going, we're going on this rookie. And Emerson came up big, you know, and got the Browns the ball back. Mm-hmm. You know, they gave them a chance, you know, put them in a position to potentially win the game. They didn't do it. They ended up throwing the interception, but, right. but I think Cameron Mitchell, you know, definitely um, fits in as, you know, guys need a blow injuries. I think he's going to be able to step in. Um, I think the big thing, the big question will be if he can play the slot. So that's the only thing, like Emerson, Newsom, and Ward are all really outside cornerbacks. None of them are really, you know, a slot cornerback. So, mm-hmm. so he may get more playing time if he shows that he's like the slot guy and he's better than the other guys on the slot. All right. So the. So. So the first uh, six picks, this is all for depth. That's what the Browns are looking for. And then they close it out with Luke uh, Whipler, another Ohio State guy. Now, he's a center. Was my – the way I read – was he only a sophomore? Um, he he might have been like a redshirt sophomore because you got to stay – you got to stay three years. Okay. So – it may have been a sophomore year. Yeah, there was a question. When he announced he was coming out, um, there was some question about, oh, maybe he should have gone back. But, you know, I guess he got some advice that, no, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready to go out. Um, I think he's going to make this team as backup center. I think, you know, what I've been hearing is he's been doing well in camp, you know, the opportunities he's, he's been given. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I think he played almost all of – that the Hall of Fame game against the Jets and did, you know, and did well, held his own. Um, you know, I think there was some question, is he only a center or could he fill in at a guard position if needed? I think there was a little question about that, but I know he definitely can play center. You know, he played center, you know, at the top of Division One college football at mm-hmm. Ohio State, so. Right. All right. So what what would uh, what would you give the draft? What would you, what, what rating would you give it? I probably I'd say a B, maybe B plus. You know, I think there were opportunities. Yeah, there are probably opportunities. Maybe they could have gotten they let a guy go that maybe would have fit in better. Um, I think I've heard of. So, but not an A, because I'm not sure you can get an A if you don't pick it in the first round. Right, right, right. I mean, you know, but I think overall, I think they did well. 
with okay. the draft and where they were picking on the guys they got. So you, were, you, you slept well after the draft. You, you, you did well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say I slept well after the draft. All right, there you go. So, yeah. so a positive draft, well, you know, again, bad season, good draft, some good acquisitions uh, free agent-wise. So now we're going to go into the fun part of the show. We're going to look at the 2023 schedule, and we're going to pick wins and losses. Um, before we do that, just just know um, that uh, the, uh, the FanDuel is giving them a 9.5 over-under, ESPN 8.5 over-under. So either you're thinking uh, you're betting on the over-under or what? I'm taking the over. No, oh, you're taking the over. Now, now fans, of course, we don't. Based on what I came – Based on what I went through, I have him on the over. No, we we don't, we don't encourage gambling here, but we like the game. Yeah, so. I like it. All right, so preseason so far, Bill, the Browns have won, lost, and tied. So they are they have run the gamut now. They got one more game against the yeah. Chiefs to warm up. Um, so we'll see what how they finish. So the first game is going to be Sunday, September tenth. Bengals, what's going to go on? No, by the way, before we do that, before we do that, I do want to say I'm going to do something new this for this podcast, just this one. I'm going to pick as you pick. So I haven't picked my win or loss yet. We're going to go as we go. So you do have the chance of changing my mind. I doubt it. So I have I have thoughts, but I haven't picked yet. So we're going to pick as we go. So Bengals, Browns, First Energy Stadium, Sunday, what's going to happen? Okay. Well, first, just to correct one thing, um, the agreement with First Energy is gone. It's now just Cleveland Brown Stadium for this year. Okay, that sponsorship yeah. ran out. So, but. Okay. That's sad. That's sad. That's um, sad. So, That's I sad. think in week one, I, I know. So, we'll see what happens there. But I think week one, at home, they're going to get the win against the Bengals. Okay. I think partially because partially because Burrow's been out with that cat strain or pull or whatever exactly it is. I'm hearing he should be ready for week one, but he hasn't been practicing. Mm -hmm. So I think that's going to set him back just a little bit. Um, also, he has never won at the Brown Stadium mm -hmm. in his time in the league. So I think that the Browns get off to a good start and get the win at home in week. There you go. I I agree with you on, on both sides. I I don't think even I don't care what quarterback you are, or how good you are. Um, even Brady uh, needed practices, and he can't just come in Burrow and and win in Cleveland. Or he, I don't care. He's not going to win in Cincinnati game one with uh without the practice. So just based on dumb luck, the Browns are going to win game one to start off the season one and oh so with that luck they now head on the road game two monday night football in pittsburgh what do you think is going to happen what, well I, i'm sure you, you know what i think but what do you think is going to happen i hate to say it but i think the Steelers are going to get the win <laughs> on the you know being on at pittsburgh being at home brown's being on the road um it's Monday night. I think they'll play well, but I don't think they're going to come away with the victory. I think the uh, Steelers get the win there. Um, even though the Browns are going to be wearing their alternate 
mm-hmm. jersey helmet combo with the white helmets mm-hmm. for that game. I think the uh, Steelers get the win and the Browns go to one of them. You know, if, if this game was in Cleveland, I, I would have said the, the Steelers were going to lose. But I agree. I agree with you. I think the um, the Steelers were are, are just going to be on their game Monday night. Um, I think Pickett is he's shown improvement this uh, this preseason, and uh, I think he's going to be ready. I think he'll be ready for this matchup. Uh, it's going to be a, a hard battle as always, um, and they're going to be uh, uh, one. They're going to be one and one after this game. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I sort of subscribe to the theory. Um, that Andrew Myers said in your uh, Steelers conversation about splitting the division games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going win one, lose one. Yeah, I'm sort of subscribing to that theory as well. When I when I was going through the games and picking them, kudo points for you. Kudo so, points for you. Referencing uh, past uh, guest. I love that. Thank you very much. Uh, by the way, fans, take my strike away. Yeah, uh, no, no, you, you know, you never, you don't get strikes taken away. But now it's now it evens out. And uh, fans, you can always okay. listen to past episodes uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. So yes, I agree. So one and one, and now the Browns again. Uh, good schedule. Uh, first of three consecutive home games with a bye mixed in. They are back home against the Titans. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, I think they are going to beat the Titans. Um, I don't think the Titans are as strong as they've been the last few years. I mean, even last year they, you know, they dipped a little bit. So I don't see them coming back up. I think Derrick Henry, well, as great as he is, has taken a pounding the last few years. I don't think he's going to be as effective this year as he has been. Um, I just think that toll of all the carries is, you know, it, it takes a toll on you. And I think he's going to slow down a little bit. And I don't think they have the greatest uh, receiving core for Tannehill to throw to. So I think the Browns, the Browns get the win there. I, I, I agree. Two and one. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Two and one. Um, I, I think the Titans are just going to be uh, just a bad team. I, 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 they're going to be as good as, uh, as, as uh, Henry can car- make them. Uh, but they don't have much else. So I also give the Browns the win, two and one. And then they wait a whole week at home again. Here come the Ravens. What's going to happen? I think because they're at home, they're going to beat the Ravens. Okay. Um, I know Baltimore is a talented team. Um, they, you know, they just signed you, uh, Jadavian Clowney. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Although I think um, I just heard Humphreys is going to be on the shelf for a little bit. He's having some type of surgery mm-hmm. on something. Going to be out for a few weeks. Might miss the beginning of the season. Not sure exactly how long. Um, be interesting to see what um, how o- Odell Beckham Jr. fits in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they've never gotten the greatest fight with Jackson. Never gotten the greatest play out of their wide receivers. I don't know if it was part of that. Uh, you know, the offense they were running. Yeah, you know, they got a new offensive coordinator in uh, Todd Monken, who just came up from the uh, college ranks with the Georgia Bulldogs, you know, two-time national champions. <laughs> so so it would be interesting to see, you know, what this offense looks like. So, you know, in terms of, like, Jackson being, like, a downfield passer more, 
I'll believe him when I say it. Mm-hmm. Based on what he's done in the past, he's never been the greatest downfield passer. Right, it's true. So immensely mm-hmm. talented, but I, I want I want to agree with you. I do, um, and my disdain my disdain for both these teams stands out. Um, I, <laughs> I, I I I think it's going to be a close battle, but I I I feel it's it's going to be a strong Ravens team this year. They always tend to be just strong enough. So I'm giving the Browns a loss because I think the um, the Browns are going to keep doing this win loss win loss for the uh, throughout the year. Guessing because again I've only looked at the schedule briefly. So I'm putting them at two and two with a uh, an unfortunate loss this year before the bye, and you have them at three and one. So um, moving into week, what are you uh, how are you comfortable with a uh, week five bye? It's a little early. I prefer if two weeks later. I prefer it to be more towards the middle of the season, like week nine, mm-hmm. like week nine or 10, you know, I think last, was it last year or two years ago? They had like the latest buy, like they had to buy in like week like 13, 14 or something like that, that which I didn't like. I thought that was way too late. You know, fives. Yeah. It's on the early side. I, you know, personal preference. I would like to see it more. Yeah. Like week eight, nine, 10. Mm-hmm. So yeah. well, if anything, it'll give them a chance to see what has gone right, has gone wrong through the first four games, and make adjustments. Yes. So yes. All right. So you got them at three and one. I got them at two and two. Staying home. Here come the Niners. What do you think is going to happen? I actually have them losing the game home to the Niners. And the Niners are a strong team. Kyle Shanahan's proven to be a really good coach. Even though I don't think he did that great when he was in Cleveland as the offensive coordinator a number of years ago. Um, he's definitely stepped up his game. He's innovative with his offense. Um, you know, having a full season, Christian McCaffrey on that team. Yeah, we'll see what they get out of the quarterback play. He seems to do well with whatever quarterback he has. You know, he took the sort of relevant Brock Purdy mm-hmm. and won a bunch of games with him. Um, you know, and if they had somehow, I don't know if you heard the story. He, if he had managed, if they had managed to beat the Eagles and go to the Super Bowl last year, they supposedly were going to bring Philip Rivers out of yeah, retirement yeah, to play in the Super Bowl. <laughs> that's that's fine. So, but I think, and the, and they also have, a, you know, I think the uh, 49ers also have a strong defense. So I think probably in what's going to be a close game, the Niners get the win here. So I have them at three and two. All right. Well, would you believe that I'm a, you said you gave, you gave them the loss. I'm actually giving them the win. And that's more okay. for the, uh, the fact that I'm, I'm, I'm not a believer in this, um in either Trey Lance or Brock Purdy. I think Brock Purdy had his moment, his 15 uh, minutes of fame. And I mentioned this in the past ep- episode. I, 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 I liked your defense and McCaffrey, of course. Uh, but the Browns' defense is just as strong. Um, you know, m- almost every most teams' defense is just as strong. I just don't think they have many weapons, and I'm not a quarterback guy. And unless you've got a strong quarterback, um, with the Browns coming off their bye, they're going to be ready. I'm giving them the win to go to three and two. Okay. So we tie up. There you go. I bet it was a surprise because I could very easily have said Browns lose easily. So, and and it also I, I think they're going to be really excited because now after that. They head to the Colts, who there. I, I think I think uh, Fanduel has them uh, four four and a half wins this year. So, what do you think? 
Oh, I think, yeah, they should go into Indianapolis and get the win. Uh, um, they have a rookie quarterback in Anthony Richardson. You know, they named him a starter. You know, I think it's still early enough in the season. They wouldn't have pulled the plug on him. You know, I think he's a starter. He's going to start all season. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to pull him. I know I believe it's uh, Gardner Minshew is the backup now. Is in Indianapolis. Um, but I think either way, even if it was Gardner Minshew, I think the Browns still get the win here. I think the Colts are, you know, rebuilding. Um, so yeah, I think the Browns should win this. No questions asked. I absolutely agree. Uh, I think four and two is in the cards. I don't think the Colts have anything this year. They, uh, will be a laughing stock with potential, uh, positives from their, young quarterback in uh, rebuilding, but I, I think they're going to be embarrassment. And uh, Peyton Manning is going to uh, um, burn all his jerseys. Um, so uh, I, I think that's it. All right. So um, we now, now that they've got, I think they got two wins already. Yeah. Two wins in a row. Now they're heading to Seattle. What do you think is going on there? I think they're going to beat Seattle. No. I think Seattle's good. I, I think they go on the road. I think they get the win in Seattle. Um, I know Geno Smith had a really good year last year, um, but I think I think he's going to regress just a little bit. Although they got um, they got that kid, the wide receiver out of um, Ohio State, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, but I think the Browns. I think they squeak out a win here. I think mm -hmm. yeah. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think they. They squeak out the win and go to five and two. Oh, wow. So you are, you are feeling the season. You are feeling it. I'm a, maybe I'm a big fan of the, the uh, Seahawks um, offense. I just like their receiving core. Um, and uh, I think they're a good team. I think they're going to be underrated and uh, it's at home for Seattle. So I'm giving it to the Seattle Seahawks. Sorry. I'm going to put the Browns only still at four and three, still winning record and only a game less uh, wins than you have. So, um, and, and more because I look ahead and I see a, uh, uh, they were looking past Seattle, looking to the Cardinals who be, besides the Colts will be another laughing stock. What do you think is going to happen there? Oh, they're, they're going to be the Cardinals. They're yeah. I mean, the Cardinals, I don't even know who their starting quarterbacks are going to be this year. To be honest with you, because I don't think Murray's not going to be back. I think Mur Murray's missing most, if not all, of the season after that injury suffered at the end of last year. Mm -hmm. um, you know, again, they're a team that's rebuilding. You know, the trades they made. Uh, um, I forget who they made that trade with, but the potential is there for that for them to have the number one and number two pick. <laughs> I forget. I forget who they made that trade with, but you know they're going to be in the running for the top pick. And yeah, I forget. Is it was it Houston? Or did they trade with Houston? I think. I mean, Houston has a chance to be really bad as well. Yeah, it could be. You know. So, but yeah, I don't think I don't think the Cardinals are going to be very good, and I think this, this should be an easy win for the Browns. And so, one. so based on that comment, uh, when we look ahead, you're not giving them a win again. You're, you're not giving Houston a win over them later in the year. I got a feeling. Uh, no. All right, so that's spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. We'll uh, we'll assume that. <laughs> so we both we both agree the Cardinals are not going to be anything. Uh, Kyler Murray 
you know, every day wishes he had taken that uh, baseball contract probably because uh, he'd uh, – and again, next, he probably doesn't because he's earning more money as a quarterback, but he wishes he can take the NFL money and go play baseball probably at this point. Um, he probably should have. But, of yeah. course, he'd be, he'd be with the Oakland A's, so who knows? Maybe uh, he'll be um, he'll be the Las Vegas A outfielder in about two more years. Yeah, two years, yeah. You know. All right, so uh, there you go. So they're 6-2. and two. I am at 5-3. and three. And now they're back for the Ravens, but they're going to Baltimore. And what's going to happen? So I have in Baltimore on the road, I have them losing that game. Um, you know, like I said before, I feel the in the division, you know, split. I think the I think the AFC North is probably like the strongest division, mm-hmm. top to bottom, I think. I think all these teams are gonna finish with winning records. Wow. You know, because I think if they split, I think they're all good enough to beat the teams outside of the division. And if they all split, you know, they all go three and three in the division. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a winning record on the, the other side, and then they all, you know, have a winning record. So I think, again, it's going to be a close game, but I think in Baltimore they lose. So I have them going to six and three. Six and three. And I have them, uh, again, I'm not, I'm also a believer in the splits, but, um, Maybe not this year for the Browns or the Ravens. I'm going to give it to the Ravens. Um, give it a fine point. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I believe, I, I see Jackson and OBJ just hooking up a lot. I don't know why. I just see that connection happening this year. And um, I think the Ravens defense is strong enough um, to really carry them. So I'm going to go with the, the Ravens uh, to win both games against the Browns. Six and three for you, five and four. Again, I'm only one game. If my math is right, that's right. Nine, okay. And, okay, so now, a spoiler, I guess, you, you love the splits. So they uh, Browns uh, come home to play the Steelers. Yeah, so, as I said, with splits, I had them losing the first game in Pittsburgh, so I have them winning at home against the Steelers. Um, yeah, I think, again, it's going to be a close game. All these division games, for the most part, are normally close games. Their battles um, over the last few years um, since Stefanski's come in, so I think they they get the win at home against Pittsburgh. Okay, uh, a close I'm, hard fought game. Yeah, always a, cl- a close hard fought game indeed. Uh, I, I'm going to give the split here. I, I um, by by this time it's either uh, Pickett is coming into his own or he's um, he's hurt and Trubisky's starting. So. I'm going to give the uh, the win to the Browns, uh, moving them up six and four. You got them at seven to three. But, you know, I'm looking down this um, schedule. I don't know who made the schedule, but it seems like it was a Browns fan. Because this schedule's terribly in favor of the Browns. These teams are terrible they're facing this year. So let's let's keep looking. And and Denver Broncos, seriously? All right, what's going to happen there? Um, I'm not sold on the – Russell Wilson resurgence, <laughs> even with Sean Payton coming in, you know, I don't think, you know, Russ wants to cook, you know, mm-hmm. whether well, they always say, let Russ cook, let Russ cook. It hasn't right. worked out when they let <laughs> Russ cook. So, so, and I just think he's going to be stubborn enough. He's not going to look, you know, he's going to, he's going to want to cook. And I think the, the Browns are going to go into Denver and they're going to get the win. I, I I agree. I I think the Brown the Broncos are going to be terrible, and I I 
I'm giving them, they're going to be seven and four after this game and three Denver is going to uh, um, uh, close their doors and not play the rest of the season. They're going to forfeit. Uh, that's how bad they are. All right. So eight and three, seven and four, and they're going to, the Browns are going to stay on the road uh, and off to California from Colorado uh, to face the Rams. What's going to happen? Yeah. Well, I think the plan is after they play in Denver, they're just going to go to California. They're going to stay on the West Coast. They're mm-hmm. not going to. They're not coming back to Cleveland. Probably they're just going to practice. They're going to stay out there and just practice, so they stay on that time zone. Um, again, Rams in the middle of a rebuild. You know, they got rid of a lot of pieces. Mm-hmm. They're going to. They're going to go to L.A. and SoFi Stadium, and they're going to get the win. I, I mean, I have them at nine and three at this point. Uh, are, are you surprised you're in nine and three right now? A, li- a little bit, yes, but because I started going through it and I'm like, I'm looking at it and I'm like, but again, based on some of the teams they're playing, because they finished in last place last year, so they get the other last place teams, yep, yep. which which helps them and. The divisions that they're playing, you know, the NFC West has, you know, the Rams and the Cardinals in it. I mean, the Steelers are going to get those wins too. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Because that's, you know, the Steelers are playing them as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the AFC South is the other, you know, the AFC, full AFC division they're playing. So they don't, you know, that's not the strongest division. You know, they got some weak teams mm-hmm. in there. So yeah. with the Texans and the Colts. So, yeah. You know, may, maybe this this thing about I maybe I need to look at the schedule and and pick ahead of time because I would have probably not been a fan of this team, but been a very big fan of their schedule and their win loss record this year because it's looking like they're going to be well looking like twelve or thirteen wins even even with me hating on them for some of these games. So yeah, that, I think that's wow, wow. Yeah. All right, let's keep going. Um, they're nine and three um, um, in this early December. I have them eight and four. Uh, they, they head home to the Jaguars. So I actually have them losing to the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars are probably are the best team in the AFC South. I think they're going to win that division. Mm-hmm. I think Trevor Lawrence took a step up. I mean, he had that lost season. His rookie year with Urban Meyer as a coach um, <laughs> didn't go well. Urban Meyer did not do well as a pro NFL head coach. Right. Um, went back into the broadcast booth. You know, went back to Fox College Football, you know, pregame show. So I think, yeah, coming off, being away for two weeks, I think coming home, I think they have a little bit of a letdown. And the Jags get the win in this one. So I have the Browns at nine and four at this point. All right. I, I agree. More so the fact that I think when – all right, you had you had your bye week all the way back in early October. You're now in um, almost mid-December. You had uh, two hard-fought road games, although against bad teams. But you got a lot of travel, two road games. You know, they, they're going to get – start getting a little tired. Hopefully these young guys they drafted uh, can, you know, start performing as a quality backers. But I do think the Jaguars are going to be a, a better team and are going to get win as well. Uh, putting my my guesstimate eight and five, you're at nine and four, as they uh, stay home six days later uh, for a Saturday game against the Bears. I am then beating the Bears. I think the Bears are going to be an improved team. I think Justin Fields 
is improving. Um, he's shown a, a lot of improvement last year. I think that's going to continue. Um, I think they've gotten him a little bit more help, um, but I don't think they, they're going to have quite enough to beat the Browns here. So I think the Browns uh, get the win, and I have the Browns at 10-4 and four at this point. Yeah, you do, 10-4. and four. Um, I I agree. I don't think the Bears are going to be much of a threat this year, especially on the road in Cleveland. So um, I'll move them up to nine and five as well. Just one win less, which shocks me. I really thought the Browns were going to be cellar dwellers this year, but it's not with this <laughs> schedule. Not with this schedule. So, um, and we I think we had a spoiler early. So they're off to Houston. What's going to happen? Uh, they're going to beat Houston. Houston, you know, again another team starting a rookie quarterback. Um, I like former Ohio State uh, quarterback C.J. Stroud. So, but again, Houston, just not a strong team. I think Stroud's going to struggle a little bit in his rookie year. And I think, yeah, the Browns are going to get the win in Houston. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I to go I, to 11 and four. Yeah, I, I don't see Stroud uh, making it a full season. Where I, I didn't look to see the backup is in Houston, but I'm seeing a veteran backup uh, or a, uh, a Mike White Jets uh, scenario where they're going to bring in uh, some other quarterback they drafted and see how he can do. But I, I definitely see uh, them be- pounding on the Texans to go 10 wins already, in my opinion, 11 in your opinion. And now the fun game, um, we've got uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets coming into Cleveland. This isn't your uh, your grandfather's Jets. It's not your grandfather's Packers and definitely not your grandfather's Browns. Uh, this is a Thursday night prime game. Unless you've got a uh, prime video, ain't watching it. What's going to happen? I have the Browns winning this game, beating the Jets. Wow. Um, I did listen to your episode with Jeremy where you both picked the Jets to win. Um, now, I will admit, I listen to um, at a higher speed when I listen to podcasts. So, <laughs> unless I miss something, I'm not sure you and Jeremy took into account the shortened week and the Jets having to go on the road on the short week on a Thursday when you guys were talking about this game, unless I missed it. Mm-hmm. So, I think that plays a little bit of part in this. Um, the short week, the Browns being at home on that short week, um, that the Browns get the win over the Jets here. You know, it's funny. Um, again, just on strength of schedule, I remember saying that the Jets were going to win. And um, I, I Thursday, I probably took in consideration the quick turnaround. But, you know, now you're talking late in the year, I think the Jets could be, um, you know, playoff bound. They may uh, – and if the Browns are this playoff bound, you know, I did say they were going to win, but I'm, I'm, uh, I, I told you in the beginning of the, the podcast that uh, you could have the opportunity to change my mind, and you did, you did. I'm, I'm going with the Browns to beat the Jets now. Sorry, Jeremy, you know it just happens. You know, uh, love come, love goes. So you got them at twelve wins. I got them at eleven wins. I can't believe that I can see the Browns on top of the, uh, uh, the, the division. So here we go. Games January 7th. We're now in 2024. As um as Mickey Mandel said, I would have taken much better care of myself if I thought I'd live this long. But Bengals, Browns in Cincinnati, what's gonna happen? Well, going as I've been saying the entire time with the uh, splits in the division, being on the road to finish the season in Cincinnati, I have them losing here in Cincinnati uh to finish the season at 
twelve and five. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the you know Burrow, whatever injury he had, you know, I'm assuming by this point, he that back to full strength. Um, you know, the Bengals are a good team. I mean, they got you know offense. You know, Chase Higgins, uh, Boyd. You know, they got a great receiving core. Uh, they brought back, um, you know, mix in signs, um, a little bit of a stay. So I think, you know, that offense has been a struggle for them the last few years. Um, I forget who they, they brought in somebody. I can't remember who it is on the offensive line, but the strength of that offensive line. Um, I think their defense, they got, they had some losses in the defensive back field. You know, they lost Bates, they lost Vondell. Um, so that's, you know, that's the question marks with their, you know, with their team, on, I think, mm-hmm. is more on the defensive side than on the offensive side of the ball. But I think on the road, uh, the Bengals, or, you know, the Browns being on the road, uh, the Bengals get it done at home and get the win. Well, you know, again, it, it, I, I've had over the course of this episode, uh, I've had that, that change of heart, but I will be rooting – I, I, these are two teams I would root against, you know, I, I don't, I'm Bengals and, and uh, Browns as, and I'm going to give it to the Bengals solely because they're at home. Uh, if this was in Cleveland, um, I, I think, I think they win it. And if it flip-flopped, it was, if it was in Cincinnati early, uh, I would have given it to the Browns and I think they could have swept them. But this late in the year, if Cincinnati is in the playoff bound, um, they're going to win this game truly because they're talented. But if, um, if they have an unhealthy quarterback, if their changes don't uh, didn't pop and they have that, um, they're unable to get back to Super Bowl form uh, from two years ago. Yeah, I, I can see them losing, but I'm giving it to the Bengals just because uh, I, I don't want to give the Browns more than um, 11 wins. So, oh, I agree. Yeah, no, I agree. So you've got them at what do we say? Will you, do you finish the 12. season at 12 and five? And I've got them at 12 and five. Yeah, twelve and five. Yeah. Oh, I give them eleven and six, which honestly I did not expect to come into this episode and more than nine wins. Um, I still don't think they're that strong of a team. I think they got it. It's amazingly, amazingly positive schedule, um, and I think oh, yeah. they, they will just build upon that. They're going to build momentum and confidence, and they're going to they're going to get the wins where they need to, and they're going to surprise some people. So eleven wins. Um, is what I predict, and I can easily see 12 or 13. Um, but if they falter and, and the old Browns show up, I can easily see eight or nine. Yeah, I and I think, yeah, the AFC as a whole is just the much stronger conference than the NFC right now. Mm-hmm. There are going to be multiple, I think there are going to be multiple 10 wing teams in the AFC that don't make the playoffs. Yeah, because I think that the AFC is that much stronger, you know, you know, let's say the Browns, you know, slip a couple games and go 10 and seven. I, I think they miss the playoffs at that point, but 10 and seven is not a bad season. No, but I think, you know, I, think, yeah, like I said, 10 and 17. Oh, and just to go back real quick to Houston, I just looked it up. So they have, well, they have Davis Mills, who was the quarterback last year. Mm-hmm. And they also have Case Keenum on the roster <laughs> as the uh, backups. Well, there you it's go. Stroud, they... It's Stroud gets yanked. Exactly. So, so full circle. That's funny. So there you go. So yeah, yeah we don't we don't we don't foresee. Uh, and and honestly, if if Deshaun Watson is in is playing um, behind center against Texans, 
Um, he's going to have a game. He is going to have a game to uh, probably one of the greatest games in the history of the Browns. Uh, that's where the kind of it's going to happen against the uh, Texans. All right. Yes. Yeah. So, there you go. so you know, last year when he came back, his first game was against the Texans. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, he struggled in that game, his first game back last year, but. Yeah, no, it's, it'll be different. It'll be, I believe. I, think I can't believe. Almost an hour in and I'm, I'm talking positively about the Browns. I, I'm, I don't know what's going on, Bill. Yeah. You, you're influencing <laughs> me again. I, I could. All right. So here's some, so now we know. Where My powers of persuasion. You do. It is. It is your hypnotic abilities. We've we've got the predictions down. So now let's let's do a little bit more predictions. Uh, these are these are people who have texted me and uh, and asked and said, "Here's what's going to happen." And some experts I found online as well. And you tell me if you think any of these things are going to happen this year. All right. Um, the first one, uh, Watson continues to falter and uh, takes steps back. Bench by week ten. No. Okay. Not going to happen. No, absolutely not. Not going to happen. Chubb is a stud and is going to rush for over 2,000 yards this year. He's going to have a good, he's a stud. He is not going to rush for 2,000 yards this season because I don't think they're going to warm it that much. Okay. I think they're going to throw. I think they're going to throw it a lot more to not have to rely on him like that. So mm-hmm. I don't think he gets to 2,000 yards. Mm-hmm. I think he has another, at least another 1,500-yard season. What you if, know, probably double-digit touchdowns. Right. What What if after the first eight games, or let's say let's say the, the first 10 games, he's at 1,300? Do you think they alter a little to get him those 700 yards over the next uh, eight games? I think if he has a couple breakout games, I think the potential is there for him to do it. I just don't think – I don't think they're going to run him enough to do it. I think if the opportunity is there and he's close enough going into the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. that they would make an effort to try and do it. But I just don't foresee it happening. I don't foresee it And now, happening. with that said, let's say he's at 18 – let's say he's at 1750 – but the playoffs are right there. Do you do you see them running him like crazy to get to that two thousand, or keep him fresh for the playoffs? Uh, keep him fresh for the playoffs. Right. So I don't think they're going to go after a personal record like that, and I'm not sure Chubb would want them to. I think Chubb would say, "No, let's get ready for you know." Right. If they're in a position where they're strongly in the playoffs, like they're not needing somebody to lose mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah, it depends on the exact situation, but. Mm-hmm. No, I think they, you know, try and wrestle him a little bit so he's fresh for the playoffs. All right, so there you go. So it was it was a fun idea, but it's just not going to happen because they're not going to use him in that manner. All right. Yeah. Um, how about this? Uh, well, I guess you the Browns are going to win a division as the Ravens fall short and the Bengals and Steelers take a step backwards. So pretty much that's your belief as well. Yes, I think the potential is there, but I think also the Browns could go twelve and five and not win the division. Mm-hmm, that's true. You know, I mean, you know, because if they're splitting with everybody else, you know, they, you know, I have them split with everybody. I think, you know, the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Bengals are all strong enough to win the majority of their non-division games. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it could be, you know, if it's done down to the tiebreakers, you could have, you know, three of those teams be 12 and five. Right. Wow. And, you know, come down to a tiebreaker and, you know, and if they all split, I don't even know, you know, <laughs> you know, it could come down to conference records or something like that. Well, it would be a fun. So, it be, be a fun year if that happens. That's for sure. Oh yes, yes. No, I think the potential is definitely there for them to win the division. And with, if they go twelve and five, like I think they're going to go, yes, right. the, the yeah, the possibility is there to win the division. All right, all right. I like it. I like it. Uh, all right. So now fantasy, we got to talk really quick. Um, you have one Browns pick. You can only pick one player from the Browns. Offense or defense? Who's your player? Probably Nick Chubb. I think, you know, there's a couple guys. I think, um, you know, Watson would definitely be a good pick. I think he's going to, you know, bounce back um, from the last couple of years, not playing that last year in Houston and the suspension and only six games last year. Um, but I think Nick Chubb is the guy. I think, he, you know, 1,500 yards, you know, 10 to 12 touchdowns. I think he's going to get a little bit more involved in the passing game this year. Um, catching some passes out of the backfield, you know, you may add another, you know, three, 400 yards in receiving with, you know, 25, 30 catches. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think Nick Chubb is the pick in fantasy. Right. What, what round are you drafting Watson in? I, if I was drafting Watson, I, I think I'd try and get him. Depending on how many team league we're talking about, see if I can get him in the fifth rounds. Okay, wow, really that high? All right. right. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, fifth, sixth. I was thinking, yeah, fifth, sixth, but I, you know, because depending on how well, you know, obviously depending on how things are going, you know, and you know, what are the quarterbacks that come off the board? Right, right, makes like sense. Like, out there and who's available, obviously. All right. All right, so there you go. So we, we both agreed. I think Chubb, again, we said, it, I think, three times already that he's a stud. He is the uh, the man of the team. And uh, the stronger he is, the stronger the team. All right. So yeah. now, now, again, you've been a Browns fan for as long as I can remember and uh, probably as long as you can remember. What is your favorite Browns memory? Oh, I was thinking about this because I've heard you asking – I heard you ask Andrew this. I heard you ask Jeremy this, and I was thinking of it. I was like, I was anticipating the question. <laughs> I um, I, I think the, my favorite recent Browns memory, uh, the playoff game in Pittsburgh a couple years ago, where the Browns went into it. Pittsburgh and won that playoff game against the Steelers. Just you know, Steelers got off to a horrible start of you know the the bad snap on the first play of the game, resulting in a Browns touchdown. And that the Browns going up, I think, by twenty eight points. I think at one point mm-hmm. in that game, at least twenty one. And you know, holding on and getting the victory in Pittsburgh is probably you know my recent favorite Browns memory. Yeah. That was painful. And the yeah. fact that they then went to Kansas City the next week and, you know, played the Chiefs really strong, had a chance to had a chance to win that game, surprisingly, in that season. But yeah, that that 
play up one against the uh, okay. Steelers. All right, I, I appreciate that. Uh, I, I so so. What's funny is my favorite Browns memory is against the Steelers as well. It was back in two thousand two. Uh, the Browns, um, they just beat Atlanta to secure a wild card playoff berth uh, in the final week of the season, and they head to Pittsburgh. Uh, snowy, cold, damp and muddy field. Browns were up 14-0. Browns were up 33-21 late. But Steelers fought back and uh, won the game by with the time running out. And I know that you were probably thinking I was going to say some a positive memory. But if my favorite memory for the Jets is the butt fumble, uh, any Browns loss to the Steelers is a my favorite memory. So just oh, wait, that doesn't that doesn't surprise me. That doesn't. Surprise no, me. no, of course not. <laughs> I know. But I, I, it's it, it's we've had so much fun talking about it. But what's what's sad is that before as the season starts, legitimately, and again, it, 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 many things would have to happen. But both of our teams could be the cellar dwellers. You can, as fans, as fans of the recent teams, you know, you, we can easily see that happening. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I could, you know, everything I'm thinking that could happen, yeah, could not come to fruition. Chuck? You know, you know, Watson could continue. He was playing during consistent. Um, you know, you never know. Injuries obviously always play a part in everything in the NFL, you know, especially in the NFL. I think more than any of the other sports, I think injuries are a big part. You know, guy gets dinged up, misses a game. You know, you lose that game because that guy was out. Where if you, you know, that guy was in, you win the game type of thing. So, so true. So, so we 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 feel each other. We feel each other's pain. We have optimism and hope at this point of the year. But again, when season starts. By week five, by week ten, we got a feeling that we know uh, we'll know how we're feeling. Yes. All right. Well, so so there you go. Um, we have the predictions, an amazing recap and predictions for twenty twenty three. FanDuel had it um, nine and a half wins over under ESPN eight and a half wins. I gave them eleven six. Bill gave them twelve and five. So optimism is there, and Bill, uh, I, I I hope it for you. Uh, except for, of course, I not against the Steelers. I'm sorry, I, I don't want that to happen. Uh, I hear you. No, I, I definitely understand that. All right. Well, Bill, as always, uh, beyond pleasure. Thank you again for coming on the show. Um, I, 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 and I know it's the, the Angels are not making it fun in uh, in in August and September, but maybe maybe no. the Browns can take over. Hopefully. All right. That's what I'm hoping. There you go. Well, thank you all for listening to Talking with People, a QF production hosted by Adam Pallant, and of course our guest, Bill Terhune. Make sure to follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook so you will be alerted to future episodes, and hit the follow button where you find your podcasts. While you're at it, if you are enjoying the show, leave a review, right? Bill, we leave a review. Come on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Leave a review. Hey, if you want to get on the show or even want to chat, you can also reach me directly through Twitter at LoneDog71. Keep your eyes and ears out for the next and more episodes coming up. We have fun guests and previews of the Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, and more. Now, here is closing music again by Jason Licht. He will be a freshman at the College of New Jersey. Take it away, Jay. (laughs) 